Welcome to Beauty is Eternal. In-depth interviews that inspire. I'm Caitlin, your host for the show. Today's episode is called Grandmaster Felix Leong, Martial Arts Master on Happiness, Death, and Living to Over 100. Grandmaster Felix Leong has studied Wing Chun for over 50 years under Grandmaster Ip Chun, Grandmaster Sum Nik, and Grandmaster Pan Nam, both in China and Hong Kong. His teacher Ip Chun is the son of Ip Man, who trained Bruce Lee. Also known as Chiok Sun, Grandmaster Leong is a Tai Chi, Qigong, Wushu and Mai Tai master after over 50 years practicing martial arts in addition to being an acupuncturist and Chinese energy master. As he says, if you haven't got good health, you haven't got anything. Born on Buddha Mountain in the Guangdong province of China to a family involved with martial arts, he went on to create his martial arts academy in Adelaide, Australia in 1974. This burned down in 2015 in a fire, but has since been rebuilt and his rebirth from the ashes ceremony was attended by state members of parliament including Jing Li and David Pisoni in 2019. As he says, if we can all give a hand when people need it, the world is much happier. At his Adelaide Academy, guests have included Ip Chun, Grandmaster Yutana, who is a national Muay Thai coach in Bangkok, Master Li Feng, who coached the Beijing Wushu team when Jet Li was training there, as well as being a Chen-style Tai Chi Grandmaster. His academy is one of the world's top Wing Chun academies outside of China and Thailand. As he says, people who train in martial arts can outlive the average person 20 years easily. You can read more about Grandmaster Leong on his website, grandmasterleong.com. Let's get to the interview. Thank you for being here, Grandmaster. Okay, no worries. <laughs> well, you're yeah. an amazing man, so it's an honor okay. to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So, Grandmaster, your family was involved with martial arts back in China where you were born. Can you talk about your early life experiences with martial arts? Yes, back in the early, after the Second World War or whatever, you know, I mean, in China, it's very poor. And uh, the only exercise, the cheap exercise is martial arts. Like ping pong, you need a bat, you need a ball, basketball, you need a ball. But martial arts is the cheapest exercise. So therefore, we rise with martial art. When we go to school, we have a training, one hour training before we walk into the classroom. And after school, we got to do one hour training before we go home. So therefore, basically, it's a good exercise good for good health. So that's how we born up. So all the children in the school did martial arts for one hour every morning and one hour every evening. That's right, before they go back home. And also in China, we normally eat together. The government supplies us food to eat the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then pass the training education. Basically, that's our childhood, yes. Wow. Does China still have children do two hours of martial arts a day? Nowadays in China, they still have physical exercise training. Nowadays, they even put in 13 years of free education. Oh, wow. In other words, you go to school for free like Germany, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Like once upon a time in Australia, they have free education too. But nowadays, they start to understand money is powerful. So they start to charge it. Oh, Germany is free education, aren't they? Yes, it is free in Germany for the most part, unless you go to a private school. Yeah, wow, this is amazing, which is good. That's why the standard in Germany, 
when I in Germany, I can see the law and order, the city, the construction. Everything is a very good organized. That's true. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. When I go to French, after wow, there's a totally different different from Germany again. I do enjoy staying in Germany better. Uh-huh. Grandmaster, how did you go from doing martial arts for two hours a day to becoming a martial arts expert? Ah, uh, I think we do more than two hours a day. So uh, two hours a day is the basic minimum. Our childhood just train, mucking around, playing. That's our childhood. I cannot tell you. We like to play more than go to school. Uh-huh. So we play, we play fighting. You know, I mean, that's our childhood. We just train well from that onward. Uh-huh. How did you come to train with Ip Chun? Ah, uh, well, Yip Chun is a very famous Wing Chun instructor from their father, Yip Man, uh, Bruce Lee, and then Yip Chun started teaching martial arts. I mean, actually in Hong Kong, they are pretty good names. And I, I'm very lucky to run into Yip Chun one day and uh, he, he liked to start to teach me. He reckoned I got a good ability. So don't waste my good ability. So he started teaching me and I start learning with him. <laughs> so we just created a relationship like this. And uh, also I think you don't come to Australia four times. And each time when he come over, we make a big seminar for him. You know, I in Canberra, in Adelaide, in Adelaide. So he lived in my place, all that. We are just like father and son. <laughs> we have very good, very, very good relations. Very good relations. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's a gentleman. Most I love a martial arts. They might have a backing, might be a naughty boy, mafia, or whatever. But Yitzhak is a school teacher. He's a scholar. He's different from the epic martial artist. He's very knowledgeable person. So. He's somebody, he's somebody. He don't talk about fighting all the time. He talk about reason, right and wrong, which is very good. Being an instructor can teach the student this kind of manner as well. Wow. So you trained with him for quite some years and then yeah. you moved to Australia and opened your academy yeah. there. That's right. Why did you move to so, Australia? Oh, well, just that's life. You know, uh, what happened is my grandfather been there, my father been there, and I come over. Even you don't give me a certificate of a double one under the Manmahaswa Association too. Whatever, whatever. Uh Yes. So that's life. I mean, sometimes why I'm in Germany, why I'm in in, over there, over there. That's why sometimes you just being there for some reasons or without reasons. So it just happened like that way. Mm-hmm. So you opened your academy in Adelaide. Is that where That's your right. father and grandfather were living? No, they lived in Sydney before. And then I'm from Sydney, I moved away from Sydney and moved to Adelaide because during that time, some of, some of my friends is in Adelaide, they asked me to go over with them, so I just went over there with them. And then become staying in Adelaide and uh, running my martial art club, etc. from that onward. So it sounds like you fell in love with Adelaide. Yes, <laughs> I moved to Adelaide myself. Grandmaster, can you talk about why lineage is so important in martial arts? Because you had a great trainer. Well, martial art is very important for our physical, for our good health. You look at it, without good health, we are nothing. You know, it doesn't matter how much you got, whatever you got, if you don't have good health, you haven't got anything. So martial art, qigong, or exercising, it makes you stronger, immune system, your life force, your energy is much stronger than average people. 
I believe the one who trained martial art, they can outlive the average people 20 years easy. Wow. Or anything happen to your body, sickness, you can heal from it easier. Once your body is strong, you can do anything better. And even for study, playing music, hiking, whatever you do, your energy level is much better than the average people. So training muscle will give you confidence, good health, leadership, whatever. I think muscle is very important form of our human life. Any form of sport is good for our body too. As long as we keep exercising, our body is better. But muscle art and qigong, and it guide our internal organs to function better, relax better, control better, etc. So you mean that when you train in martial arts, the unity that your body develops when you do these exercises also reflects an inner unity, that it's not just external, yes. it affects you internally. Yes. Wow, this is what I mean. Oh. It's very important. Your mental and physical together to be strong. Oh. So whoever train martial art, I believe their body is extra stronger than the average people. Once you got sickness or whatever, your body heals ten times faster. Well, I need to start doing more martial arts, Grandmaster. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you about the different types of martial arts? So, for instance, you are an expert in Muay Thai, also in Qigong. Does it matter which martial arts somebody practices? Should they do the one they like the most? Well, there's a lot of different types of martial arts in the world. I teach Thai boxing, Muay Thai, Wing Chun Kung Fu, and past Tai Chi. Also, we have there's an eagle called Play Mantis etc. But the main thing is, doesn't matter what martial art you're training, it is improving your mental and physical. Some martial art suitable for the young one, some martial art suitable for a weak one, for the lady, or uh, for, for the fit persons. So all depends on what level in martial art they want to achieve. Any form of exercise is improving our human body function, making our mental and physical together. Especially the one who feel sick or weak, if they keep doing some muscle art training, their body can get stronger, 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 and better and better by time. And what type of martial art do you recommend for people who are sick or weak? Uh, for weak people, I think it's good to learn some Qigong, Tai Chi, or Wing Chun. The internal stuff first, the internal form of martial art, to make the internal organ, muscle tone, mental, physical together. Once they are together, and then they can go stronger, stronger, and then they can also look into the other system. Uh, Thai boxing is too, too, too powerful, too, too violent for martial art. There's different people who want to learn different things. So according to their physical, the young ones, they more tend to learn Tai boxing. The older ones, they tend to learn Qigong and Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Is Tai boxing physically the most demanding? Tai boxing is the requirement very high but all depends on the physical of the trainee. I mean, if they, uh, we can slowly, slowly help to train him into it. Normally in Thailand, they do 10K run up and out skipping before they do the punching pad work. So therefore, every day if they can run 10K, wow, <laughs> you are very fit already, isn't it? <laughs> so in Thailand, the professional people, they train six hours a day, three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon. Mm. Well, if you can train six hours a day, certainly you are fit as. <laughs> if you can keep yourself running 10K a day, every day, wow, you are fit as. <laughs> you don't have sickness, basically, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, you're not going to train six hours a day if you're unfit. Let's put it like that. <laughs> Everybody are different. Some people have more time. Some people have to have family, house to pay, car to pay. He got to work hard for this and that. So therefore, if he can pull out half an hour to one hour to train a day, I think the body is different again too. If you can have more number of hours for training, of course it's good. You look at Olympic Games or a lot of uh, professional people, basically they train eight hours a day just like a job. If you want to be good, that is the hours you put in. I train in uh, picking who's a team before where Jet Li train, train in. They have two lessons a day. Each lesson is four hours. Two hours stretching and then two hours training. In the evening, another two hours stretching, another two hours training. So therefore, they are doing eight hours training a day in picking of China. That's a lot. That's a lot. You know, I mean, that is the professional. What type of martial art do you see women do the most or do you recommend the most for women? For women, I think Wing Chun Kung Fu or Tai Chi. And then once they're good at it and they can move into a little bit Thai boxing, that field of work. Because women don't have a lot of physical strength. So therefore, they got to learn something like soft against hard. It's not mm-hmm. hard against hard. Mm-hmm. Hard against hard, the bigger boy is going to win. So therefore, for women, most of the time, I think it's better for them to learn something soft against hard. To follow the force, reduce the force, or follow the force, not hard on hard. But most of the martial art is more tends to hard on hard. Women don't have a physical strength for that. So women need to start with soft on hard and then work their way up to hard on hard. Well, firstly, they have to train their body better, flexibility, technique, skill. And then once they got that at that, they can put and try a little bit harder. Anything must have yin and yang. Must have soft and hard, hard and soft, must have yin and yang. So cannot be just soft, cannot be totally hard. It's good to be 50-50. Well, I've actually just been researching because I used to do martial arts and I've been looking around in Berlin trying to find what type of martial art I want to do. Maybe I should look into then the, the Wing Chun Tai Chi, like you said. Even yoga, any form of stretching, that improving your body. But if you want to learn something more protective, Wing Chun Tai Chi can do the job too. And uh, Thai boxing, a little bit more violence. <laughs> so all depends on what you, what is your physical condition. So. Your academy in Adelaide actually burned down in 2015. There was a fire. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit, about what happened and how you rebuilt it? What happened is there is some street kid living in the car park. We have our, our car park there, you know, in our academy. And then those are young people, we have moved them out several times. They are not happy because there's a place for our car park is their home. <laughs> Look like that, they don't want to go. And I don't know. And, and, and the police cannot find out the exact reason why there's a fire on. So... And then the fire just burn, and they just take the whole building almost, you know, I mean, from the, from the back to front. Basically, we lost about uh, at least 80% of our academy. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we have downstairs for car park, upstairs for training, etc. Very big price. So all the equipment basically all gone. Everything's all gone. Basically, wow, it's a big fire. There's a lot of ambulance, you know, I mean, a lot of police helping, all that. That is a massive, massive fire. So, wow, you know, I mean, you look it back on the newspaper, you can see it. Wow, geez, it's a big thing. Is there? 
all the fiber grades totally surrounded Hanley Street from the front and the back of the building. Wow, it just takes too many hours out before the fire under control. Wow, it's scary. But nobody was inside at the time. Yeah, I was on my way to the club, you know, when the fire is on, you know, I mean, <laughs> when I see the smoke in the air, I, I heard all the fiber gray, all the noisy and all the noise happening. I got a, I got a bad feeling in my gut. When I get to the car park, before the car park, it's a lot of people there already. Wow. I said, no, yeah, just one of those days. I've been here. 35 years, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, wow, it's got, it's over 30 years and the fire is on. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, it's all my time, the history. A lot of children has been raised by me in the past 30 years, you know, even, you know, I mean, when I met you in Germany, Jock is one of my old students. And Fu, the, the guy go with me to Germany, and he's one of my old students too. When he trained with me, he's only about 14, 15 years old, you know, and then we become good friends, so etc. A lot of children, and they're young, they're naughty boys, but now they, they're all good boys, they're all having a good job in the society, all that, you know, so which is good. <laughs> How long did it take you to rebuild after the fire? Well, it just happened, it happened, you know. I mean, we just have to, after they clean it up, the building, all that, we do up the building again, we painted it, we covered it, you know. I mean, a lot of students give a hand here and there, and uh, a lot of uh, old students, Put in a lot of uh, money to help to redo up the club, getting the equipment, etc., which is very nice because the club to them is their home. So they rather to have somewhere to go to. Or when they have questions, they come to talk to me in all different form of questions. So our club just like a family. So, which is good. When the naughty boy got kicked out of the house, got nowhere to go, they, they sleep in the club. <laughs> and this is a hiding place for a lot of them, you know what I mean? In life, a lot of frustration, you know, I mean, at least I'm here, they get got questions, they come and talk to me, you know, so I want family, which is very good. <laughs> Not many business can in the same building for 35 years. We've been in this building for 35 years now, and we are still going. And also there's a lot of children. When they're young, they're five, six years old. Nowadays they come to see me when they're 30, 40 years old, etc. Always when they walk past from Sydney, come to Adelaide, a lot of people go away different part of the world. When they come back from too bad, you know, their students, went to Tibet and teach yoga. Every two years he come back to Adelaide, just come to see me. Wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. So this place gives a lot of good memory to a lot of uh, young children or people. So even Jock, each time he come down to Adelaide, he must come to the club, say hello. <laughs> I think our club did very well. Yeah, I think you did a good job raising Jock. Yes. <laughs> What do you think that the biggest lesson martial arts has taught you would be? Well, the way of life, there's uh, things we do, there's uh, things we don't do, right and wrong, and it trains our mental and physical to be stronger. I think martial art is very important part of my life or a very important part of life for a lot of uh, young generation, young children. Sometimes when they got nowhere to go, when they are frustration, after a bit of training, running around, kicking, punching the back, they feel better. All the frustration is gone. Their human body, their immune system, we adjust again. I can see a lot of uh, people don't want to contact with the others. After they contact with the club, and bit of training, a bit of love, bit of working together, 
and they become a better person, an open person. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Grandmaster, you're not just a martial arts expert. You're also a Chinese energy master expert. A Chinese energy master. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Besides we learn martial arts, we learn how to heal too. Once you injure yourself, you've got to know how to fix it up. We can using Qigong help the internal body to function better. And also we learn a bit of Chinese herbal medicine for different parts of the injury, acupuncture, and that is a little bit more high level. So we basically we grow on that system. And then and when we learn better, better, we go to the hospital to work, to learn more, etc. Therefore, it's helping the student. Any injury happens, we can fix up straight away before wow. the hospital, which is very good. I walked past a central market about 25 years ago. There's somebody fainted on the ground, and nobody know what to do with him. People just walk around, look around. I just grabbed two people holding on his hand on the hubcock, and I stick my finger into his nose, under his nose. I push it in. I just save his life like that. He just oh wake God. up. Yeah, this is the energy level. If you know what to do, split or second, you can save life. And then that guy push my hand away because I stick, stick my finger under his nose, push my hand away. And I stand up, I walk away, and everybody clap their hand. I think that is a very nice one. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, knowing our body, our mental physical is very important. Do you have yeah. any other stories of miraculous healing you can share with us? Well, I believe the Western form of medicine is very powerful, very good. And Eastern form of medicine is very good too. If we can link them together, I think people are more happier. But one thing is, in the West, they know nothing about the East. The East know nothing about the West. <laughs> so therefore, their, their medicine are a bit totally different. If people are sick, I think it's good to use two systems to look after the patient. And therefore, and the healing system is much faster and better. Can you talk a little bit, Grand Master, about the chi and the energy of different foods? Yeah, now, just like we got to know ourselves, our body, we call yin and yang. Yin and yang, just like stand for boys and girls, hot and cold, day and night. Uh, opposite, opposite. When our body is hot, we need to eat some cold energy food to balance up the body. Like watermelon is very good for summer. Or uh, a person who has got hot form of sickness and we don't eat chili. If you add more chili, it's a hot energy. You know, it's going to burn you, isn't it? So if you have a hot form of sickness, we tend to have something lighter, like uh, watercress, beans blau, uh, tofu or beaker, something cool energy. If you've got a cold form of sickness and we, you can uh, have some heat energy form of food, hot food, uh, uh, when you are too hot, maybe have some salad is good for you too. So mm-hmm. all depends on your situations. In our human body, yin and yang have to be balanced. How can you tell if somebody is too hot or too cold? If you put a hand on your forehead and feel, you feel it's burning, <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> if you, you, you touch your body, it's feel very cold. You've got to wear a lot of blanket or a big jacket. You still feel cold. Especially <laughs> you've got a cold power sickness. If you are sneezing cold, you know, the lung will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you are not too sure, go to see a doctor quick. The doctor will tell you exactly what's going on. How does energy relate to disease from your understanding? When the body is sick, we can use our brain, our energy to instruct our body to relax. A lot of sickness because we are not relaxed. 
too much thinking, too much tension, too much worrying, and we cannot relax, and therefore we are sick. If we can relax, understand how to relax, I guarantee our human body functions much, much better, including all your internal organs. We can actually tell our body to relax and our body to listen. But you've got to know how to instruct your body. If you are tense up, you can talk to your body. Just like you got a headache, you said, my head, relax, calm. Like the water coming down from your head, slowly down and relax. From head to toes, you can relax your whole body just like that. You can tell your body to relax. Your toothache, uh, your eyes, you can tell your eyes to relax. And uh, you'll be surprising, they do listen to you. And once you've got a coughing, you can tell the throat to relax, the lung to relax. Hey, you'll be surprising, it is slowing down. If you've got a sore stomach, you talk to your stomach. Calm, boy, relax. Huh? If you tell the body to relax, and you've got to relax too, and then everything functions better. But if it's more severe, of course, go to see a doctor first, make sure I go to see acupuncturist or whatever, you know? So all depends on your body. But with, after a period of time, after training, if you know your body, also you've got to learn how to instruct your body, how to talk, communicate with your body or your whole body. Your brain, your brain and body, mental and physical, have to be together. And therefore, you get good health. Ah, when they work in harmony. Yes, yes, yes. That's why a lot of people do yoga or whatever, just lie down on the floor, relax. Just like when we're sleeping, we don't think anything else. When we're sleeping, just relax the whole body, let the body to relax, to sleep. And then when you wake up, your whole body is a brand new. Uh-huh. We've got to let go. We've got to learn how to let go. Forget about things, you know. The things you don't want to remember upset you. You've got to let go, relax. And therefore your body will function better. This world is a lot of things unhappy because they don't know how to let go or relax or how to communicate with their body or with one another. So Grandmaster, let's take an example. Let's say that somebody hurts their arm. Their arm is having muscle pain. You would recommend that they actually stop and speak to their arm and ask their arm to relax. If there's no body there, you are in a desert or whatever. <laughs> if you've got no choice, or in a modern society, you sort through to the hospital straight away. <laughs> if it's not severe, not, not very bad, severe, if you're in a bush or whatever, and you can try that system, it do work. And also, you can talk to yourself if the blood, you know, can slow down the blood bleeding or whatever. But all depends on how bad is the cut or how bad is the pain. So... I mean, if we tell the arm to relax, the pain to relax, when you tell the arm to relax, your chi and blood is on the arm. When the blood and chi is not moving in the arm and leg on your back, there is pain. When the blood doesn't go through, there is pain. When you talk to your body to instruct it to relax, calm down, move on, and then as soon as that, body is relaxed, the pain, the blood circulation, everything is functioning. Therefore, when the blood is moving, the pain is gone. But it's not everybody can do that. Have to be after periods of time of training, your mental and physical together, you can do that. So that's one of the benefits of doing martial arts is that when you want to communicate with your body, you're already trained and it's easier. Yes, 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 yes. Because training can make your mental and physical together. Mm-hmm. Once you have to get that one, everything comes in better. 
Mm. And uh, you'll, you sort of get much more healthier, longer life, etc. Very important. Grandmaster, I want to ask you something that is a, a little bit on a different topic. What happens to us when we die? What do you believe? Wow, that is a big question. Uh, we have been chasing that question for thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> <laughs> People don't want to die. <laughs> we always look for, look for different methods for thousands, thousands of years ago. People eat the medicine, don't want to die. Or uh, in the modern society, they all have uh, different techniques. But once we die, once we're gone, we're gone. And then different religions, they all have a different way of uh, thinking or saying. And the way speaking is very close by, not far off from different religions they all believe there's afterlife so i don't have that experience yet <laughs> i'm the grandmaster i cannot tell you that is the truth but i believe once we keep turning keep turning our mental and physical are much stronger our vision is stronger we can see things before it's happening we can foresee a lot of things can you foresee things, Grandmaster? Sometimes I can see things before it happening. Wow. Just like the fire in the club, I foresee it, but I didn't prepare for it. If I prepare for it, it will be much, much better. I knew something is happening. I foresee something happening. I didn't know it happening now. You know, it's happening. <laughs> it's boom. <laughs> wow. I do have a feeling of that. I mean, I foresee something happening, but sometimes we just don't get that click. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we know, we know that is the cost lotto numbers, but we just forgot to buy it. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we do have a feeling. It's mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things we cannot answer today. But I hope in the future, you know, I mean, might be the answer come out easier. <laughs> <laughs> and why Whatever. Might be in the future, when you have some experience, you can come talk to us. You tell us what, where you've been, you know. <laughs> Grandmaster, what is one book you recommend everybody read? Well, I suppose uh, they all said Bible is a good written book. A good book has been written. You know, all depends on your interest. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good book on the market. So all depends on what you're looking for. For martial art, you know, I mean, there is a few good written books written by my student, Dr. Joseph Wingsmith and Aaron Fu. There's few good written books has been written. If the new generation want to look into Wing Chun system, you know, uh, look for some Wing Chun book written by Aaron Fu or uh, Dr. Joseph Wing Smith. Both of them are my students under my instruction. They written the book, which is a very good book. I have a look at it. It's very good written. So if you want to look at tennis, there's a tennis book, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm the grandmaster, you know, I mean, I know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of other martial arts on the market. They might not even qualify to teach. So a lot of occasions, because they are not qualified to teach, might be the information is wrong. The wrong saying, wrong information is just, just like a virus. It's scary. So therefore, I prefer all my students are proper qualified before they teach, not something like that. I'll link to the books written by your students in the notes to the show. If you want to, I can send it over to you. <laughs> Are the books on sale online? Uh, yes, yes. If you look into it, even my book is selling in America, in Hong Kong, or whatever. So I suppose you've got to look deeper into it or look into it online. Check it out on my website. On my website, there's a book written by uh, Aaron Fu. There's a one book too, which uh, with the, whoever interested in it, they can look forward to that. 
So sometimes, you know, I mean, they just have to be looked into the bookstores. Might be suddenly they find it. They got to go to the martial arts store to look for it. Or they can buy it online. Yes, or they can buy it online. Check it out. <laughs> I know from our mutual friend, Jock, that you worked as a bouncer at one point, and he told me to ask you about funny stories from when you were a bouncer. Ah, now there's a story working as a security. We call bouncer. I mean, uh, not a very good job once upon a time, you know. I mean, funny story, there's not many funny stories. But I suppose you can see a lot of people got drunk, that's who it is. When they got drunk, they are totally out of control. So, <laughs> not much funny story. Uh, <laughs> the truth is, uh, not many funny stories on that. Are they sad stories rather than funny stories? The more, more and more violent story, you know, I mean, which is not suitable to talk about. Can you share any of them with us? Okay. Now, on the Austrian day, I put 15 people to the hospital. 15? 15. And number 16 is one of my students. He got a bottle on the eyebrows. He got 16 stitches. And not from you? That number 16 is not from me. The first 15 is a bit of relationship with me. What did they do? They were drunk and unruly? Yeah. When people drunk, they're out of order. You try to put things into order, they're not going to be happy with it. <laughs> and uh, on the Austrian day, everybody have a drink too much. So just our control. The police come, police go, ambulance come, ambulance go. They said, close it down, close it down. You know, they still having a big party, get drunk. Oh, it's just, just a mess, mess. It's just a mess. And that is the worst day of my life. <laughs> Whole night, being a security, you've got to put things in order, you know, from uh, 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock, you know, it's well, just a hard life, too hard. So this is not a nice thing to talk about, you know. I mean. <laughs> so 15 people gone to the hospital. Number 16 is one of my students got a bottle. Because once upon a time, they're using a beer bottle as dry, you know. When people got drunk, this is their top weapon. I would say this is a, a funny story, but I mean, that is what has been happening in the past. It's a little funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All depends on how you look at it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Was it because they were but, fighting and stuff, and so you stopped them from fighting? Basically, I love them. Once they get few drink, drink, they just have an argument. Argument fall on, pushing each other. You step in, try to separate them, and then you you drag in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. So things happen. Things happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you have any stories about Ip Chun you can share with us, Grandmaster? Yip Chun is uh, getting old. I think he's about 96 now. His younger brother just died about in Chinese New Year. His younger brother Yip Jing just died, just passed away. Yip Chun is getting old, 96, 97 on his way, whatever. Being a martial artist, he can live up to 90 odd years old. I think that is a very good age. So therefore, I believe the one who train martial arts, normally they have 20 years extra in the life, easy. Well, so, I think you're going to live to 120. I think so. That's what my aim is, you know. I mean, uh, I look after my body pretty well. So I should able to live up to 100, shouldn't be any problems. Mm -hmm. And I'm a happy guy. I don't have stress because I understand what's going on, you know. I never let stress, this kind of thing, bother me. A lot of people got stress, worry, tension. This kind of people going to have a lot of physical problems. And a lot of sickness is come from that, feel from that as well. 
So be happy. That is uh, most important. I said to the German people, you know, be happy. You know, I mean, I guess in Germany are very well, good order, beautiful, <laughs> the city, nice and clean, detail. Free education is uh, important too. The next generation, the understanding, everything is better. And then a good car too, right? <laughs> <laughs> And Grandmaster, how are you staying so positive? How are you making sure that you don't get stressed out? We got to understand the question stress out. There's a lot of anger we looking at things. We look at the things, don't look at the things in an obsessed way. You got to understand what caused that. And then there's always there's a lot of other methods to avoid the unhappiness. So don't hard on to the matter. When people come into your heart, we normally you soft against it, smooth it instead of hard on to hard on. When it hard on to hard on, that is the time people upset each other or violence each other. If he is upset, uh, hey, I buy you a beer. Come on, let's, let's sit down and have a beer and be all happy. Uh, so there's a lot of method of life. All depends on how you go towards the matter. If you can open your heart, look at the matter, what caused the problem, if you are always trying to help to solve the problems, I think we don't have much stressing out. So you think in some way stress comes when there's a disconnect between the inner thinking and then That's right. outer actions. That's right. We got to know how to handle the situations, which a lot of new generation don't know how to handle their feeling, their worry, their tension. They get too much inside them and they don't know how to handle it. Therefore, their problems start. That makes sense. So if you know how to relax and open your mind, look at the question for several different angles, uh, there must be an easy way to work out in, instead of uh, heart on heart. Most of the people is more heart on heart, so therefore a lot of things are unhappy, happy. Or uh, you get involved, your relation, your mental physical, you get upset, etc. If you slow down a bit, calm down a bit, you can see and understand things much better. That's very wise advice, Grandmaster. I think this way we can get longer life too because we don't get our mental physical upset. So therefore our body always keep happy, laughing, happy, so we can live a better form of life. That's true. So be happy, girl. And what is happening next for you, Grandmaster? Well, I suppose this society, a lot of uh, people need to help. In my martial art club, it's only a lion man that attract a lot of young people come towards me. I mean, a lot of young children, they don't know where to go, what to do. A lot of them, they are lost, mental or physically lost. A martial art club can guide them up in a proper way of life. Training can help them forget about their problem for a while. After training, shred it out. Their mental, physical are different. They can handle things better. They can see things more clear. It's very interesting. If you are feel frustrated, for example, if you just go for a big run, big run, running, running, keep running, keep running. After you tire, have a shower. Hey, you are different again. You look at that question or that thing happened to you, you can handle it much better. A bit of exercise is important. Grandmaster, what would you say is the most difficult thing that has ever happened to you? Well, it's just like the building had a fire, certainly. This is, I feel, I found it hard too, you know. I mean, but it happened to me. And, but a lot of other students give me a hand here and there. I can see, wow, there's love in this world. 
this is very important. We are here able to give each other a hand. You know, I, I, when I'm in trouble, a lot of people give me a hand. I think this is very nice. I think that's very nice also. Yes, 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 yes. If we all can give a hand when people need it, this world is much more happier. That's true. So I think this is what I intend to do in the next 20, 30 years, 40, 50 years, you know. If I can give a hand to anybody, I love to do that. So when I teach Masua, the same thing. I guide them what is meant by right, what is meant by wrong. A lot, a lot of young boys, they get into a lot of trouble. They do the wrong things, but they don't like to get told he's wrong, but we slowly guide them. So let them understand what's meant by right and wrong in our life is important. And then they don't get into trouble that much. Wow, that's amazing that you help raise a whole generation of children. Yes, yes. I think in our human life, this is a very important part. We are the older one. If we can guide the next generation in a better method of life, how to look at things, all that. I think they don't have a, that much of stress, worry, tension, fighting, etc. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> and Grandmaster, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, the best way to do it is to visit your website? Yes, yes. Go into my website. Everything is written there. And I will also link to your website and to your social media pages. Yes. <laughs> Well, Grandmaster, I have taken over an hour of your time. Yes, I got to go. I got to go. You take it easy. How are you? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest. You're an incredible Yeah. Okay, person. thank you. I talk to you some other time. You look after yourself. Okay, you too. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Bye, Grandmaster. Thank you again. Uh, okay, thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Please check out Grandmaster Leong's website, grandmasterleong.com to read more about him or get in touch with him.